Welcome to a Genuine Girl Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone, while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode. I feel like you guys are hopefully going to get a lot out of it. I know I did as a college student going through kind of this crazy, weird, overwhelming semester right now. I am definitely feeling all sorts of emotions and feelings toward everything going on. And this conversation today just really put me at ease and inspired me to make some changes in my life this semester to have a really successful next few months and just make the most of everything going on right now. So today's episode is with a very special guest. Alicia and I have done a few things together in the past. She had me on her podcast a little bit ago, so go check that out. She is absolutely awesome, you guys. She is an academic coach at the University of Colorado Boulder, and she also has her own podcast called The College Life Podcast, and you should totally check it out. If you like this podcast, I'm sure you'll like hers too. It is super helpful for all all college students, and since she is an academic coach, she really does work with students every single day. And so that's also why I really loved doing this episode with her, because she is getting to see firsthand herself how students are responding to this semester. She talks to students all the time about how they're doing and how they're coping, and She's been able to think of some really great tips and strategies for all college students, no matter where you might be right now in your college career, to make the most of this semester and, you know, get back on track if maybe you feel like you've fallen off a little bit. I think another part of this episode I really liked is... Alicia just kind of said that a lot of students are going through the same things right now. I think it was really nice hearing that I'm not the only one who's feeling stressed right now. I'm not the only one who sometimes isn't feeling super motivated, and I'm not the only one who's having issues getting involved and meeting new people this semester. So I think in some senses, this is definitely a just relatable episode where you can feel a little better about yourself when you walk away, but at the same time, super educational, and I really enjoyed the talk. So I'm not going to keep rambling about it, but you guys should definitely check out Alicia on her Instagram and her podcast, my links for everything I talk about in every episode, of course, and this one, are in the show notes, so go check her out. But without further ado, let's just get into our conversation about how to make the most of this semester. All right, everyone, welcome back to A Genuine Girl Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Alicia, would you like to introduce yourself before I say anything else? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. My name is Alicia Sepulveda and I am an academic coach at a university full-time. I also am the host of the College Life podcast and Meredith, we connected over kind of this community of podcasts for 
young people and people in this transition phase. And I'm really excited to be here and to share some of my own expertise and also just collaborate with another person who is doing similar work. So I'm really excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm super excited to have you on. Guys, if you haven't checked out her podcast, you totally should. I feel like we have very similar audiences and talk about a lot of the same stuff. It's just different perspectives. So I'm glad we could come together and kind of mix our perspectives on what's going on this semester because I don't know if any students listening are feeling like I am. It's a little overwhelming right now. There's a lot going on. And so today we're just going to break it down and you'll get to hear from the perspective of someone who is, whose job is to help students through college and through this stressful time. You'll get to hear kind of how to get through this time and some tips for, you know, making the experience a little bit easier, especially this semester when things are so crazy. So super excited to have you on, Alicia. Before we really get going into the episode, though, I would love to hear just a little more about kind of what your background is, what led you to start working with students, and what else you kind of do to support students through college. Yes, uh, I love that. And I think I'll just start off by saying I never thought I would be where I'm at today and I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing. And that just really goes to show you that there are jobs out there that don't exist yet that you might be working in in the next five years even, which is wild for me to even think about. But the job that I do um, as an academic coach did not exist 20 years ago. We think it probably started about 15, maybe 10 years ago. So that kind of shows you this field. And now they're popping up across the world, not even just the U.S., but in the world. And so I just wanted to share that to say I never thought I'd be doing this. Um, So I grew up in a super small town called Bushnell, Florida. Uh, So when you think about Florida, you think about beaches. That was not where I grew up. I grew up in a really small town. My parents didn't go to college, so I really wanted to go to college and kind of get away a little bit and experience something new that really also scared me so freaking much and was probably the biggest decision I think I've ever made uh, was going to college and, and specifically going a little bit away. So I went um, three hours away to college uh, to Florida state university and it changed my life. I mean, I cannot even express how much an education changed my life and the opportunities, the people that I've met, my mindset, all of these things that really challenged me and it really helped me become the person that I always wanted to be but never thought I could be. And that's why I'm really passionate about the work that I do. But I originally started uh, as an education major. I wanted to be a teacher to little kids. And that's partially because in my small town, I didn't really see a lot of people in different industries. I saw teacher, doctor, lawyer, and that's kind of it. It was pretty minimal. So I went to college wanting to be a teacher. I get into it my junior year and realize, oh crap, this is not for me. This is absolutely not my jam. And it was so clear. And I had done all the things that you're supposed to do to explore. I had done informational interviews. I had shadowed, I had volunteered and done mentoring. I had done all of those things. And it was so clear to me in this one moment, I'll never forget it. I was sitting on the floor 
in an early childhood education space. So there's kids that are three years old running around screaming, you know, throwing Legos, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sitting there on the floor and thinking, this is not for me. This is not for me at all. And so thinking about in the middle of my junior year, I have a year and a half left to graduate. Do I stick it out or do I change my major? And I didn't know where to go on campus or that there were people even on campus to help me figure that out. So I ended up trying to get into business at the time. And part of that was because I was in the hospitality industry. I had worked as a waitress and a bartender and really enjoyed that, that atmosphere and that space. Um, but I tried to get into it and they wouldn't let me in because of policies. I didn't have enough credit in that area, so they wouldn't let me in. So I ended up in family child sciences and there I met a professor. It was the first time I ever went to office hours for, uh, by choice, I guess I would go if it was part of a grade, but I wouldn't go by choice. So I go to talk to this professor because he talks about graduate school in class and offers to talk to us one-on-one if we're interested and need some more support around it. Well, I didn't really know what graduate school was and what my opportunities were after college. So I went to him and I remember there was a line out the door. I was like, oh, is it worth it? Should I wait? You know, all those questions (laughs) that go in your head. Oh yeah. And for this particular one, I don't think it's always worth it, but in this particular case, it totally was. And he just asked me really hard questions and really got me to think about what I wanted to do and how to actually go about figuring out what my next step would be. And then he helped me actually get into graduate school by writing a letter of recommendation and that kind of thing. So I ended up going uh, to get my master's degree in social work right after my bachelor's degree. And then I um, ended up getting a job working as an academic success coach. And it's there that I really fell in love with this work, coaching people and coaching students specifically. So I like to say that I always wanted to help people and I knew I always wanted to make a difference in the world. And I thought like I I could do that, but I didn't know how, and I didn't know what that looked like for me specifically, because when you think about that, you think about these bigger, huge people who are doing incredible things on these large scale. And I didn't understand how to get from where I was at to that And I didn't realize how many different ways that you could go about doing and helping people, I guess. So yeah, yeah, that's really driven everything that I've done since. And so I started working for the university again, right after my master's degree. And so remind you, I had been at Florida state for six years. So four years for my bachelor's and then two years for my master's degree. I graduate. I start this job working there and I was pissed, Meredith. I was I was like, what the heck? I did not know any of these things, the resources, opportunities. I had no clue any of those things were even on campus, but they were right in front of my face, but I just didn't see them. And I was like, what, why don't more people know about this? And people are like, yeah, they totally know. I'm like, no, we don't. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. And so there's this huge disconnect between what students experience and what people who work in higher education actually think that students know about and like what they do, what, what people in higher ed do. There's so many amazing things on campus, but we're really just scratching the surface as far as getting to students and, and helping students see what they, what they can do and what the opportunities are. So 
that's really driven everything that I've done is this kind of drive that so many people want to help people, but then we don't really know how to navigate that or how to get clear about that in college. So right. I'll stop oh, there. But. <laughs> no, that was such a cool story and so inspiring too. I mean, it makes me feel better even just as a college junior this year to hear about kind of what you went through when you got to this point in college and how you weren't really sure what you wanted to do and you were able to change things around and look where you are now. You're doing something you really love and are passionate about and are able to help people. I think that is really inspiring just knowing like, okay, even if right now we feel like we don't really know what we're doing and especially this semester, it's so hard to figure things out. Like there is a way we're going to figure it out, but I agree to your other point as well. There are just so many resources on campus that students don't know about or don't take advantage of. And so I'm excited to have you on today to talk a little more about those things as well and hopefully open some students' eyes to the different possibilities that are out there, even during this crazy time. So thank you for sharing that story. That was awesome. Can I also share too? Sorry, I totally forgot. So I think this is like important to share. So I I also have my PhD in higher education and student affairs leadership. And so you can see that I went from family and child sciences bachelor's to a master's degree in social work and then a PhD in higher education. And first I was first in my family to go to college. Mm-hmm. I had no clue, right? What, what opportunities were out there, what experiences I could get. And then two, I think one thing that like in my master's program that I learned was about graduate assistantships and funding. And so kind of full transparency and authenticity, I graduated with 40 K. So $40,000 in debt from uh, my master's and bachelor's degree, because I didn't have a clue about funding and my parents were going through divorce uh, right when I left for college in undergrad. So they, um, they couldn't really help me out. They, They were in some aspects, but they, they were like, just take out loans. We'll figure it out later. And then later came and they weren't able to help me. Mm. So when I went to get my PhD, I told myself I wasn't going to go unless it was paid for. So there's opportunities out there to, to get grad school paid for that I didn't know existed either. Um, and there's this flexibility in switching what you think you might want to do, right? Because oh, yeah. I did, I switched it. And those are huge fields within themselves but I did that. I'm doing kind of them all in different aspects. Um, so, uh, and then too, I'm still trying to figure it out too. What, what's my next step as far as should I build a business? Um, you know, how can I have a bigger impact? So to just to alleviate that stress and anxiety that comes up for students so much, I think just to kind of reiterate that piece of it's okay to change and adjust as you go. And as you learn about more things that come into your sphere, Yes. Oh, I needed to hear that reminder because (laughs) I'm the kind of person who feels like I have to have my whole life planned out. And if I don't know what I'm doing right now, then I'm just going to be a mess and I'll graduate with a degree, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And I'm a big planner. And I think college is teaching me a lot about how sometimes there are just things you can't plan for. You have to be adaptable and you have to be willing to, you know, listen to yourself and your gut and know when you need to change and do Mm. things that maybe aren't on the path that you were originally thinking that you'd be on. So I think it's really cool you were able to do that. And 
the financial piece of it too. I think that we could go into a whole nother episode on that probably. So <laughs> true. Much, but I think just resources in general, there's so much out there that is that students just aren't connecting with. So I can't wait to hear your suggestions. But first, before we get into that, I just, I would love to kind of know, since this whole semester in particular has started, what has your experience been like working with students? Has it been different than past semesters? Have there been certain areas where students are maybe struggling more or feeling overwhelmed in? Um, how's that been going for you? I'm just curious as a student myself. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there's some things that are similar to past semesters, but I think it's almost heightened in some ways. So for example, I think one thing that I've noticed is that students in the beginning of the semester are kind of thinking, okay, like this semester, like I'm, I'm going to be good. I'm motivated. I feel like, yeah, this, this seems easy the semester is going to be pretty chill. And I think that that's kind of common at, at first. And then you kind of started getting into it and then you get your first test or first round of test. And then you're like, Oh, wait a second. Uh, I thought that this was going to be an easy class. It's not as easy as I thought it was going to be, or the tests don't really align as much with the lecture as I thought they would or what I studied. And so I think that is pretty similar. I'm, uh, I don't, I don't think a lot of students have had a first test. I, I know a lot of my students haven't, but I think that that's kind of something I'm a little bit nervous about because mm-hmm. it could technically be easier because a lot of our classes are online or hybrid. I think a lot of professors are trying to be more flexible, but I also, I'm not sure that's actually going to be helpful for students because I've also heard that there are students waiting until like last minute, like, oh, nothing's due until the end of the semester. So I can kind of you know, just chill back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that is making me a little bit nervous. So yeah, uh, don't do that, but (laughs) yeah, don't be a procrastinator. (laughs) Yeah. One thing. Yeah. One thing that's very different from this semester though, is the organization piece that it's, it's so clear, uh, that, that it's so hard to get organized this semester. I think at least in typical semesters, if you want to get organized, everything is kind of in a similar format. So things are kind of outlined on the syllabus. It's, it's a little bit clear as far as dates and deadlines and when tests are due. What I'm noticing this semester is that there's so much information and it's all in different places. So some of your professors are emailing it to you. Some of your professors are posting it on your system that you have that you're logging into. Some professors are putting it just in a syllabus. Some of them are putting it in a calendar for you. It's, it's a little bit all over the place. And so I think we're bouncing back a lot and it's, it's getting a little bit confusing for students. Is that your experience so far or? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You bring that up because that is something I've been struggling with a little bit is just staying organized and on top of things. Usually I'm pretty good at, you know, staying on top of all of my work and, you know, writing down all the dates for tests and papers and my planner, but I feel like, you know, professors this semester are also struggling because they don't, uh, the semester looks so different for them too. I don't know about what your school's doing, but our school is kind of condensing the whole semester so that we're done before Thanksgiving. And so I think that's creating a lot of stress within the professors and trying to cram everything in. And so I've definitely seen a lack of organization in terms of where things are being posted and 
you know, when all of these assignments are due, because sometimes the professors don't even really know yet because things are changing so much. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think too, even as basic as what is the Zoom link for my class at this time, yeah. or if it's a hybrid class, I don't know if you have any hybrid classes, but I know some students are having kind of both where one week they're online, the next week they're in person. And then it's like, am I in person this week or am I online? Oh, and I know. then where is that link? It's, and then I'm like, oh, I have to go into the the, the site and <laughs> I know it's so confusing I've had so much trouble just finding zoom links that's funny I I really that's it's like a such a small thing but you don't realize how much it affects you it's like I'll be ready for class at 12 30 but then I realize oh my gosh I don't know where the zoom link went <laughs> and it makes you a couple minutes late so yeah I totally get what you're saying about just organization is not there and yeah the just students not really feeling like it's the same kind of semester. I think having a lot of online classes can sometimes make it harder to find the motivation and the focus to get things done early and to stay on top of your priorities. I know for me, I like being in person a lot more than online just because you kind of have more accountability that way. You have to focus during class. You can't have all these distractions around you. And so I'm sure that's been hard for students too. <laughs> yes, so true. And I think one thing that a student has shared with me that they've done is just create a Word document to put all their Zoom links in. Yeah. It sounds simple and really basic, but I think that that could be one way. Then you're not having to click as many times. You're just having to open one document potentially right. that's on your desktop. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's one smart. thing that could be yeah, helpful. Yeah. I was thinking about, I, I really need to do that and just have everything in one place because it is also all over the place right now. So that's a good tip. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I think one other thing that stands out to me too, as far as that I'm seeing is that I think, I, again, I think this is something that has happened in the past semesters too, but I think, again, it's heightened even more so is recognizing when you need help and then actually asking for it. It looks so different this semester and you almost have to work a little bit harder at, at you have to recognize that I think it has to be really clear that you need help or you might not ask for it because it's a little bit hard to ask for things right now to say, hey, I need to schedule a meeting with you and have another meeting online, right? None yeah. of us want to be on a screen all day, especially not by choice, I guess, even though you are choosing to be in college, you're not necessarily choosing to be on a screen all day. Yep. Uh, so I think that piece is really hard. So, you know, if you are listening right now and thinking about that, just if you do feel like you need help, just ask. And I think starting with your, one of your professors or starting with your academic advisor, somewhere like that, one of those two, I think are the top two people that I would just touch base if you're not sure what, what you're supposed to do right now, or you're kind of feeling lost or overwhelmed. If any of that resonates, then I would say reaching out to one of those. Definitely. I think that's a really great tip. I, I know that me and a lot of other people I know, it can kind of feel even more intimidating and overwhelming to ask for help and do an online meeting and everything with an advisor or professor, especially during this time. And I, but I think now more than ever, it's important to ask for help because I think a lot of students, it seems like now is when they need help the most. So it's, it's good to ask. And I'm sure all the advisors and professors want to help you too. They're probably just sitting at home waiting for a meeting <laughs> with someone. I don't know about you, but um, 
but yeah, I think that's a really great tip as well. And kind of, I guess, going off of that, I think a lot of students this semester, since a lot of us are doing online or hybrid classes and we're not always around a ton of other people during the day, it can feel a little isolating, lonely sometimes. And I've seen, at least at my school, like there are definitely more limited opportunities for students to go out and interact with each other and just that in-person interaction being missing I think is a huge problem for a lot of students. Um, I know for me it's been really weird so I just from your perspective have you found any ways that students can still connect with one another this semester and connect with you know, obviously you were talking about getting help from professors and advisors online, but I think too, just that student to student connection is kind of lacking. So do you have any uh, tips for how students might be able to still get involved on campus or just interact with each other a little bit more this semester? Because that might help them feel like they're not struggling as much. <laughs> Yeah, I think two ideas really come to mind, but in order to do this, you really have to try. And yeah, and by try, I mean put forth effort because what used to happen in pre-COVID times, we would stumble upon really cool things. We would see a flyer and say, oh, I'm going to go to that tonight. Right. And you can kind of make a decision on the fly or you see a, a gathering and you walk over because you're curious and all of a sudden you see somebody that, you know, and you're able to kind of start conversations or like, Hey, you're in my class or whatever. What is this about? And then it's these natural interactions um, because you're recognizing people and again, we're just kind of stumbling upon it. So that's not going to happen this semester a lot, if at all. So that means that you have to really be proactive, which means that you have to kind of think through what do you want or who, what types of people do you want to meet? And then you have to search that out, which is, again, it kind of sucks, but that's the reality of where we're at. So yep. I think the two things that come to mind is one, searching all your clubs and organizations online. So a lot of folks have a lot of institutions have clubs and organizations and different events, but you have to search for those. Um, and usually again, they're there all the time, but we don't really use them as much. I don't think students do. I think students kind of hear it word of mouth and, mm -hmm. and casually a little bit more. So you have to search that out. And so thinking about what are clubs and organizations that you find interesting or that you're curious about, and then finding out when they meet again, it might be on a zoom link, but then, you know, seeing if you can connect with one or two people during that Zoom meeting, if you do a breakout meeting and then say, hey, would y'all want to hang out next week sometime? Hey, give me your email addresses or give me your phone numbers and I'll start a, you know, a text. So you have to kind of take that upon yourself to create those spaces because they're likely not just going to happen where you can kind of just fold into them. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing too, is checking your email. I know that that sucks right now, right now. <laughs> and it's hard to do, but there, that's really, really where the university and, or the, the college and even just opportunities are being marketed because yeah. you're not going to see them in other spaces. So you have to look at your email. And again, it's not super exciting, answer, but that's the real answer. And we're going to keep it real on this podcast. Yes. Um, yes. I and there appreciate was, that. 
Yeah. And there was one thing that came out recently at our school that I thought was so cool. And it was a way that you can sign up to get partnered with somebody random and you can go like eat lunch with them or something at the dining hall. So then, you know, you're still like socially distanced, I think in the dining room from other people, but you're meeting like a one random person. It's almost like a speed friending where you're just having a, a, you know, a meal with them and then that's it. Right. So then you could build that relationship or not. Yes. Oh, I love that idea. That is so cool. I feel like every school needs to be doing that right now. Right. Especially, I mean, for the freshmen, I feel so bad. Their first year on, you know, at college, they're probably looking to meet people. But even the upperclassmen, I think we're all kind of looking for that connection still. That's a huge part of college is getting involved and meeting other people. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I was going to mention too, I think from I've kind of been checking online to see what all the organizations and clubs at my school are doing. And I was really surprised to see how many organizations are still doing a bunch of stuff this semester virtually. I think a lot of people are quick to assume like, oh, well, nothing's happening this semester. So I'm not even going to try to look. It's not going to work out. But just looking online, I'm realizing, wow, there's still a lot of opportunities to just even get on a Zoom call, like you said, and potentially meet some people who, you know, we could start a group text with and hang out and become friends. You never know. So I think that I really appreciate the real answer there (laughs) because it it can feel hard to take that initiative sometimes, but I think it's really the only option we have at this point, at least for now (laughs) until things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still a decent option. I mean, if you were really looking to connect, checking your email doesn't really take that time. And to be honest, you probably should be checking your email anyways for school, but you know, that's another conversation. Yes. <laughs> Multiple reasons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, that's something that I even put in my practice, at, like as a professional that works on a campus, there are so many opportunities for me to get involved as a professional, things that are connected with students, things are completely not related to students. And if I don't check my email and I'm not looking for those things, I, they're going to exist out in the world that I have no clue about. Right. So yeah this is a practice that it's not only something that's going to help you now, but it's also going to help you in the future is looking for things that stand out to you that are exciting, that are interesting to you and, and being curious. I think you have to have that curiosity and the willingness to be uncomfortable, you know, when, when it's possible. Yes, I totally agree. I think going off of that too, I've realized like it's better to just put yourself out there, try different things. And if they don't work out, if you go to a Zoom meeting and don't really like the organization, it's okay. You don't have to commit your whole life to it. But I think it's better to just put yourself out there and see because otherwise you'll never really know. So um, after a while of doing that, I feel like you're bound to find something that works for you. So I'm definitely trying to do that more this semester as well. And I'm a junior and I'm still looking for ways to connect. So I think it's always going to be a need um, for everyone, but luckily there's a lot of opportunities still just got to search them out yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess also, I think another struggle I've been hearing from students and I guess just kind of noticing too, I, I live with two roommates and I see a few friends here and there, but I haven't really seen many students in person either. So I don't know this for sure, but I, from what I've heard, a lot of students are kind of just struggling 
kind of like we were talking about a little earlier at the beginning about growing personally, figuring out, okay, what do I really want to do with my life? Like, you know, all these questions we always have in college, <laughs> like you were saying, they're kind of heightened now during this crazy time. And it can feel a little more overwhelming to think about your life path and your major and what you want to do for a career and internships, jobs, that whole world is crazy right now. So I, I would love to hear from your perspective a little more about your tips, I guess, for how students can also kind of use this time, this semester, to learn more about themselves and do some personal growth, even if it's not in ways that they're used to and they aren't able to have those in-person opportunities. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of where I want to start this conversation. <laughs> it's okay. Start wherever you want and we'll just kind of go with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think I, I was kind of thinking when, um, as you were answering or um, asking that question, I was kind of thinking about what would I, w- what would I have done in this situation knowing what I know now? Mm-hmm. And I would encourage students right now to dive deep into informational interviews. And I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast before, or, and, and I think it's called different things too, but an informational interview is just a chat, kind of like what we're doing now, but geared towards a person who is doing something that you are interested in or has had a similar path or is doing, yeah, it's really just about what, what you're kind of interested in, maybe you're curious about. And if any student reached out to me right now, I would, I would be like, yes, I want to talk about what I do. I love what I do. And I'm also still trying to figure it out. How can I help you? Like that would be my perspective. And most people who are in jobs that they are excited about, that they really enjoy would love to talk to a college student, especially right now. So I would be reaching out to people who you think are amazing, who you want to learn from. Uh, It can be anybody. I mean, it can be professors on your campus, but it can also be people in industries that are across the world from you and just doing an informational interview to say, Hey, do you, do you have anybody on your team who would be willing to talk to me about, you know, this topic or this career field and go from there? I mean, literally if you just did that and you did five or 10 this semester, you would learn so much about what you're interested in and you would get clear about what you're not interested in, which is so valuable. So I think that's kind of, I'll just leave it there. I have some more stuff, but yeah. No, I I love that tip. And I've been hearing that too. I've been really trying to get my LinkedIn up to date and reach out to people on there. I think that's a great resource. And you never know where a conversation could go to. I've had experiences where I just reach out to people and have a little chat with them about what they do. And later on, maybe there's a job opportunity or, you know, you have them as a connection and it can really help you, you know, when you're looking for a career and just figuring out your path, even if the conversation is like, oh, well, maybe I don't want to do that. You can still have them in your network. And so I think that's a really great point, just reaching out to people and I'm sure they would love to talk to you. I mean, I, I would assume if you really do love what you're doing, you'd be excited to talk about it as much as you can. So that's great, but go, go on. I know you have more. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, and I also want to just add nuance to it. If you reach out to 10 people, hopefully five people will get back to you. And those, 
those other five, that's okay. There's so many reasons why people don't respond to emails. One of them is because they're bad at managing their emails. Other ones, they, they don't have time. Other ones, they don't have an interest. They, they could care less. I mean, there are different factors in that, but yeah. that's where, you know, reaching out and you have to try different things out to see what works. So I think LinkedIn is great. Cold emailing people mm -hmm. randomly from their website. I mean, there's a lot of different ways uh, messaging people on Instagram. Hey, I'd love to see how you're doing your social media because I'm a current college student who loves this industry so much. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it. Um, but I think it's really about taking a self-assessment of yourself right now to say, okay, if in three years I was doing something I was, I love doing what skills, mindsets, behaviors, attitudes do I need to learn to be that person? And I say three years because you're a little bit outside of college. Ooh. So Meredith, what would yours be if you had to ask <laughs> yourself, oh, like, like if you had to kind of think through, you know, what are some things that you feel like you want to learn more about to become the person that you want to be in the next two to three years? Ooh, that's a good question. And that's something I really need to be thinking about right now. Um, and I love that you put it like that because I think kind of, I, I've been wondering this, but I haven't been sure how to put it into words. And so I guess thinking about it that way, I mean, for me, I think a lot of my listeners know that I've kind of built a brand with my podcast and my social media, and I've really found a passion over these past few years for helping college students as well, kind of similar to you, um, and specifically helping college women kind of find their place in college and young adulthood and figure out what it is they want to do and um, just obviously be themselves. That's what the point of this podcast is. And I think I, I would really love to explore how I can reach a bigger audience and more college students and how I can make a greater impact on other people around the country, the globe. Um, I've been considering, you know, kind of reaching out to a lot of different similar podcasts, like obviously yours. I'm so glad we connected and, um, authors even, and even just high schools and colleges in my area, I've been really wanting to kind of reach out to them and maybe start doing more speaking, maybe, you know, start growing in that area. Um, I've really loved writing. I wrote my first book this summer and that was really fun for me. And so I'd love to, you know, figure out how can I um, use my marketing major to kind of promote my brand and build my brand through social media, through this book. Um, so there's so many avenues I kind of would love to explore more related to this personal passion of mine. But of course, I'm trying to also think logically about, okay, but after graduation, like what kind of job do I want? Um, I would definitely like to go into a job in the business world in some capacity, but I'd love to have this genuine girl project, I guess, as a little side hustle. Um, so I don't know, that was kind of a long answer to your question, but I'd love to grow my skills and all of those different areas. I think it's just figuring out how to do it with the time that I have and time management and balance. It's, it's tough with everything going on right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I heard from that is that there are different skills for sure that you could implement or that you could try to build outside of class. And there are probably already classes that are helping you build in some of that as well. Right. Definitely. So kind of really paying attention to that and saying, 
you know, what am I getting from my classes already? And then what am I not getting that I think I need to have? And if you don't know, this is where reading about your profession, your, or like that area, learning from people who are doing what you are doing right or what, what you want to be doing uh, yeah. right now, um, gaining experiences in those areas and just learning from that. And I know for me, one of the things that as far as mindset goes is, is getting uncomfortable and being uncomfortable or being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that is so awkward. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's something that I'm going to, you know, be working on. Um, and then I heard public speaking, right? You, you said yeah. that you want to speak more. I don't know how you feel about public speaking. I know for me, I've been trying to put myself in situations to just do it. And, but I haven't been really developing intentionally, like listening to people who I love and, you know, what are their, what are they doing and that I, that I love that I'm attracted yeah. to, right? Yeah. How are they telling their story? How are they, you know, really driving home the points that they're trying to make? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think about Brene Brown. I love the way she speaks so much. Um, and I really love that she weaves in research and storytelling into her, her talks. And that's something that's really attractive Mm -hmm. to me. Um, anyway, so kind of thinking about, you know, is that like an area that you could do, right. That's outside of classes currently. So there's so many, you know, ways, or maybe it's become a better writer, right. You like love writing your book, but you really want to write it better or write another one in, you know, in two years. Mm-hmm. or what, you know, what is it? So kind of yeah. just really being intentional about that. Yeah, no, I, that's all such great advice. And I appreciate you even asking about, you know, what I'm working on because it's a good reminder for me to what I'm going toward and what I need to be kind of focusing on outside of school. Cause sometimes the days just fly by, things get so overwhelming and my to-do list is so long and I don't really take a second to intentionally think about, okay, what should I be developing right now? What kind of skills might I not be learning in class that I can kind of look into during my free time? So I think that's a really important thing that it doesn't have to take up a ton of your time to do that reflection, but it can end up saving you a lot of time in the long run and help you feel probably more confident on your path this semester, feeling like, you know, you're being productive, you're, you're, growing yourself, uh, personally, professionally, whatever it may be. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really the difference. Um, and, one of my like philosophies or like really my message is to make college yours because otherwise the college will make you however, however, whatever you stumble upon <laughs> or yep. whatever experiences that you kind of just learn about, find out about, and you're going to find out about new things all the time. Um, but, but it's, it's like, how can you also be intentional at the same time? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so balancing the intentionality with it's called planned happenstance where you're kind of putting yourself intentionally in situations that will open up more and more opportunities that are related to what you are wanting to do. So let, you know, instead of letting college just kind of happen and letting that happen to you. It's making college your own. What does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? And it's really what I've seen is the difference between people who are really driven and excited about what they do and are actually taking action and taking the steps towards it versus people who just really want to do something big and and want to have an impact on the world. But they're kind of in a standstill or in this job that they're kind of like, it's mediocre. It's okay. It's paying the bills. They're, they're doing okay. in. um, they like it, I guess, but it's, they're not super engaged and excited. And I can tell a difference. You, you can tell a difference by the yep. people that you just meet. Right. I, and so 
I don't know what kind of person you want to be, but I want to be the kind of person who is excited and engaged in their work and, you know, chasing something meaningful, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's so great. I think a lot of times it can feel kind of overwhelming and intimidating to take that leap to, you know, do whatever it is you are passionate about. Like if you have a way that you really want to change the world, it can just feel a lot easier sometimes to just think about it and dream about it. But when it actually comes to doing it, it can be so hard, especially, I mean, I'm sure it's hard at any age, but as a college student with so many other things going on, it can be so easy to kind of put your passions and what you really love and how you really want to change the world can be easy to put that aside. So I talk a lot about that on the podcast too, just like going after your dreams. And in college, I think it's like the perfect opportunity, the perfect time in your life to try those new things. Because I mean, a lot of times it's not like you're, you are an adult, but you're not really in the real world yet most of the time. So you have kind of that flexibility to try to new things a little more easily than someone who, you know, is in the professional working world and has to support themselves fully. I know some college students do too, but (laughs) I think now more than ever is a great time to just kind of start those things. So good point. I probably just took that on a totally different path, but (laughs) um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's all great advice. And specifically though, I know we've been talking a lot about personal development and kind of, you know, trying new things, reaching out to the resources that are available to you. And I think that's all great advice for everyone. But I know that specifically, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but freshmen this year are probably going through even more of the struggles that all of the rest of us are because they are coming into college completely new. They don't know many people probably. They're probably feeling overwhelmed by classes and what they want to do. So would you give any different advice specifically to freshmen about kind of how they can make this semester or make the most of the semester? Yeah, I think two things. Um, The first thing is spend this semester just getting organized and learning how to organize your life. And by life, I mean your social life, organizations and clubs you want to try, and prioritizing your mental health, um, you know, making sure you have time to work out if that's important to you, um, getting outside if it's warm outside. I guess if it's cold, too. Some people like getting outside when it's cold. <laughs> Not me, but... <laughs> I guess. I mean, right um, now, I think everyone just kind of likes getting outside <laughs> to get away right. from the screens. <laughs> yeah, so true. Um yeah, even balancing the screen screen time too, but getting organized and really writing down all of your assignments and in your test with whatever you know. And if you don't know that, make sure that you're looking and trying to figure that out. And then if it's unclear, you have to ask the professor. Professors are very aware that there are some things that are just not clear. And I'm teaching a class this semester too. And if a student reach out, reaches out to me and is unclear, that that is an indicator to me that I haven't done my, my job as well as I should have, which I'm going to give the student the benefit of the doubt always in that case. So, you know, please, um, you know, remind, remember that your professors are also people and therefore they don't really know what they're doing either. Um, <laughs> and they might be content experts, but they're not Zoom experts or uh, facilitating experts or even teaching experts. So, you know, be patient with them, but, but get organized. So write down all the things that you at least know about right now. Um, 
so organized. And then the second piece is to make friends the way that you feel comfortable because in the context of COVID, some people don't feel comfortable doing certain things. And I know even for me, I, I feel like I haven't hung out with it my friends as much as I would like, because there are some of them that are going to breweries, they're going to restaurants, and I don't feel comfortable even outside at a restaurant. I feel like there's still a lot of interaction with people. There's still a lot of people kind of walking back and forth. It just doesn't feel right to me. And so for me, I'm not going to restaurants yet. Um, if you are great, who cares? I don't care. It's, it's your own kind of risk. Right. But like, yeah. but that's not, that's not for me and my husband have kind of decided that. Um, so you know, make friends the way that you feel comfortable. I know one thing I feel comfortable doing is going outside. Everybody's really far apart, but we're able to kind of like chill and still sit and hang out. Um, so we'll like ride our bikes to a park, meet some friends there and hang out there. We'll have snacks and whatever. Yeah. Um, and that feels comfortable to me, but also you have to kind of get uncomfortable too, right? Because you're meeting people that you don't really know. So it's, it's kind of, trying to balance that. So you, there are people who are in both scenarios or in all different kind of levels where people feel comfortable going out to eat. People feel going out and going to parties with 200 other people. Yeah. <laughs> there are people who don't want to do any of that. Right. And they want to build a relationship with somebody on zoom. So I think just being flexible with that, but also stepping outside of your own comfort zone, not like in the health sense, but in the, okay, I'm going to reach out to somebody on in class because I really liked what they said. And I'm just going to message them privately and chat with them and say, Hey, I really liked what you said. Would you want to, you know, grab coffee over zoom sometime or something like that. Yeah. And if they don't respond, okay, you put yourself out there and you can also be proud of that too, mm -hmm. even if they don't respond. So, yeah. um, I don't know. So I think that, that piece of getting uncomfortable for sure by reaching out to people, but also just be okay with, you know, do whatever you feel comfortable with and be okay with that because yeah. there are people in all different kind of levels and camps in this scenario. Um, so definitely, I think that's a great way to look at it. And just, you know, that made me even see this whole semester in a more positive light because it's, it is kind of cool that there are so many different ways of communicating and meeting people these days with everything going on. I mean, like uh, before this semester or last semester, you would never really think of, you know, becoming friends with someone over Zoom because you always just saw people on campus. But now there's an opportunity to connect online and on Zoom through online classes and, and in person if you want to do that. So I think looking at it like the glass is half full and there is still opportunity out there can be really helpful. So I totally agree with that. And that's good advice even for me and I'm a junior. So thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So as we kind of wrap up here, I, I, my last question, I love asking this because it kind of just goes along with the whole theme of my podcast and being genuine, being yourself. Um, I, I know that being yourself can be very difficult for college students at any stage in their journey because there's so much pressure to be a certain kind of person, to have it all figured out. And I, I can't help but think this semester it might be a little more difficult than usual for students to, you know, remain true to themselves with everything going on. So do you have any final piece of advice for students to stay genuine this semester and true to themselves? I know you've already given so many great tips, so if you don't have anything to add, that's okay, but just thought I'd put it out there. <laughs> 
No, I think I do. And I think part of it is kind of my own work around uh, this, this area of kind of confidence and, um, and being my most authentic self. We could have another podcast on us if you want, but I, I think coming from a really small town, I, there was so much judgment. And I think that we've all experienced this in different levels and different ways, but, you know, specifically from growing up in a small town, everybody knows each other. So if somebody does something that messes, that they mess up, you know, they, they make a mistake, right. Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It is like judgment <laughs> so hard <laughs> and everybody knows about it. And it's the worst thing ever for a few, you know, for a few days or a few weeks. And then all of a sudden something else happens. And then yep. it's just, it's just this kind of ongoing process. And and I, and I think part of it was maybe my own like social anxiety too. So, you know, people who grew up in that same t- small town may not have experienced it in the same way. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel like there's so much around judgment and the sooner that you can challenge that, <laughs> the, the, to be honest, like the freer and you just feel so much lighter. And I, 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 like, I even just had a sense of like lightness just thinking about where I was before this, like my confidence kind of challenged me to really just be, be okay with who I was. And that didn't happen to for until much later in life. And so I think that there's layers to this for sure. Mm-hmm. but people, people are going to judge you no matter what. If you think about even just mask wearing right now, there are people who are judging you for wearing a mask because they don't think it's real or they don't think it's actually helping to minimize the situation. And then there's people judging people who don't have on masks. Right. And that's such a basic binary black and white situation, but there are people judging you no matter what you do. Uh, and, and everybody has a say now with social media and just in, in our world. So I, I just, you know, I was told that before, but I don't think it really resonated with me. So I'm just kind of telling it to you now, whether it resonates or not, but this confidence piece for sure. And then I think too, the sooner that you are true to yourself and more authentic to yourself, you attract other people who are similar and who you can connect with in real ways. And we all need that. We all want that. And so I think when I started becoming my real true self and had like, it's, it's like small moments that add up over time. And so it's not like you just wake up tomorrow and you're like, I'm my most authentic self today. Right. But it's, how can I show up in this small moment as my most authentic self? How can I show up in this small moment? Like as my most authentic self and it's moments over time that you start realizing, oh, I've become, I'm becoming more of my most authentic self. And, and so I think it's, it's like this practice that you have to constantly be aware of. And again, it's this intentionality. I feel like that's like a theme, Um, but it's, it's being intentional in small ways over time that really make a huge difference in how you interact with the world. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's something I talk about all the time. I think it can feel really crazy and overwhelming to think about being yourself all the time, 24-7, and every aspect of your life when there's so much pressure and the fear of judgment. But if you take it into small steps and small chunks and think, okay, today in this situation, what is something I can do to be myself? I think it, it really is like those small steps that add up to, you know, becoming a habit and helping you 
just be yourself naturally. But yes, I agree that the confidence piece is huge. And I think for a lot of college students, I know that I'm still struggling with that and just, you know, feeling like it's okay to be who I am. And like, it, you know, it's okay if people judge me. I think there's always this terrible negative connotation with judgment. No one wants to be judged, but I like how you said everyone has an opinion. Everyone, like, everyone is going to be judged on something, and it's just kind of a part of life, so if you can kind of flip it and start viewing it as more of, of I mean, I don't know if you want to look at it in a positive light, but just like, hey, you know, it's going to happen no matter what, so why am I stressing out so much about it when I really can't control it. I should just be myself because even if I'm not myself, people will judge me. So I, I, I don't know. I think that's super relevant and true, but I do think it really takes the conscious effort to make it happen because you can hear it and not do anything about it. But I know that's something I'm really trying to do. So hopefully other people listening to this can resonate and start practicing that in their own life. So thank you for that. (laughs) And I think one more thing too, that I see in my office, like one-on-one, well, whenever I was in the office, Mm -hmm. but what I see in one-on-one conversations with students is that you are all experiencing so many of the same things, but you aren't talking to each other about them. So then you feel like you're the only one going through it. When I'm like, please talk to somebody about this, like another friend, because y'all are going through it. And, And I see it over and over and over, literally every semester, every year, every type of student, it doesn't matter. Y'all are all really wanting the same things, but you're not willing to necessarily talk about it with each other or as, as like as real or as authentic as yeah. it, what's really happening, you know? And, and so just again, try to put yourself out there just a little bit to connect mm-hmm. with somebody else. And you just don't know what might happen as a result. Yes. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is so true. I think everybody just kind of assumes everyone else around them has their life together and they're not struggling at all because no one likes to talk about this kind of thing. But from my experience, the times when I have kind of put myself out there a little bit and opened up and been vulnerable with someone about something I'm struggling with or something I'm unsure about, most of the time they're going through something super similar. And it's just so nice to have someone else to talk to about those things, who's a student and who's in it and who can understand it. So Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely worth it to, you know, just be open and honest with people. And if they don't respect you for that, then stop talking to them. I mean, you don't need them in your life if they're not gonna, you know, appreciate your honesty and vulnerability, but Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's a big, big one is just to connect and with other students because that really, it makes you feel better when you know other people your age are going through the same thing. So thank you. That, that was all such great advice. I feel so inspired and ready to get through the rest of my day and week and semester. Oh my gosh, but the semester is going by so fast already. It's kind of weird. Anyways, I thank you again, Alicia, for being on the podcast today for all of your great advice. But before we go, I would love if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing where everyone else can find you and your podcast, because I think people should definitely listen to that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I love that. Um, so you can reach out to me on Instagram at the college life coach, or you can just to follow. Um, I honestly am not super consistent on there, but I'm trying to get better. Um, and then I also, yeah, the podcast is really where you can find me where I am really consistent at the college life coach or sorry, the college life podcast. And it is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the fun place, places that you can find your podcast. Yay. Well, thank you again, Alicia. I think this was a great conversation. I know it helped me. Hopefully it helped my audience as well. And yeah, go follow Alicia, listen to her podcast. She's awesome. Yes. Let's connect. Yay. All right, guys. I hope you loved that episode as much as I did and got a whole lot of amazing information out of it because I left that recording feeling super inspired. So thank you again, Alicia, for being my guest this week. If you guys enjoyed it, feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you, what you got out of the episode, anything you want to share with us, ways we can support you and be there for each other during this crazy time. We'd love to hear from you. So reach out and once again, check out the links in the show notes for all of Alicia's information. All right, guys, thanks for listening and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. They make such a big difference by helping A Genuine Girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at One Genuine Girl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week and until next time, stay genuine, girl.